Let's take just a moment now and invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts just to take away any distractions that might be in our way. And just to fill us with the spirit that those three wise men had when they came to adore Jesus. Would you pray with me, please? Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Our gospel today presents a mystery for us to ponder. We hear the story of these three men, these foreigners, these men from the East, who are interpreting signs, and those signs lead them to the manger. And one of those things they're interpreting is the prophecies that had been told or foretold about the coming Messiah. But then there is this amazing star in the sky, something they have never seen before. And they take those two things together and interpret them as a sign that they need to make this journey to find out about this newborn king. And that star leads them right to the manger in Bethlehem, where they kneel and adore this newborn king. And of course, we hear at the end of the story that they're warned in a dream not to return to Herod. And so they go back a different route to their country. And we know that there was a practical reason for that. They didn't want to encounter Herod, but there was also a spiritual reason for that. They had been so overcome with joy at what they saw in that manger, what they experienced, that they would never be the same again. And so it made sense that they would take a different route to their return home. So I have a question for all of us this morning. And that question is this, are we looking up or are we looking down? I have a couple of stories. So the first story takes place in Buffalo, New York. It's a junior high school, lots of kids there. And a group of sixth graders that was particularly focused on looking down. And they were looking down to see what kind of tennis shoes their peers were wearing. And this is not unusual for young people today. Uh, these very expensive shoes are available and they're kind of a status symbol sometimes in schools. And so these young people were looking down at the shoes. And most of them had Nikes or, you know, uh, high test kind of shoes. And one young man in the school named Melvin did not have fancy shoes. He, in fact, had a pair of kind of worn out Crocs. You know what those look like, those sort of plastic shoes. And uh, his family couldn't afford the expensive shoes. And so as they were looking down, they saw those shoes. And not only did they physically look down at the shoes, but they looked down at this young man 
because of what he was wearing. And he was teased and he was bullied. He was pretty unhappy in that school. Well, enter the hero of the story, a young man named Romello. And Romello saw not what was on his feet, but looked up and saw the face of Melvin. And he recognized that Melvin was hurting. He was being teased, he was being bullied, and Romello felt very bad about that. So bad, in fact, that he went home that afternoon in tears. And he went to his mother and he said, Mom, this kid at school, Melvin, he's being bullied because of his shoes. I want to take my allowance, whatever you were going to buy me for Christmas, Mom, I want to take that money and I want to buy Melvin a pair of shoes. And so that's exactly what he did. He spent $135 of his own money and bought Melvin a pair of Nike tennis shoes. And he brought him to school in that signature orange box and Melvin just lit up. Wow. He wasn't looking down, he was looking up and he saw the face of this young man and he saw that he was hurting and he did something about it. And not only that, but he went to the school personnel and he said, you know what? We need to change the culture around here. It shouldn't be about what kind of shoes somebody's wearing. What a brave young man. My wife was uh, shopping a couple weeks before Christmas and she finished her shopping and she was in the car line to leave the parking lot and she was in the middle line to you know, get out and get onto the freeway. And she was looking down at her cell phone as many of the people around her were and she looked up and looked out the window and she saw this man holding a sign, please help me. And she looked on the seat and she had a $10 bill and she thought, you know what, this light is going to change and this guy is going to be stuck in the middle of this traffic, this isn't going to be good. But she decided to take a chance anyway and she rolled her window down and she gave him the bill and he thanked her. And that red light stayed red through that whole time. She said it was amazing, it was like way too long for the light to stay red. But God held that light so that she could give someone that money. And how many people saw that same man and didn't offer any help? We have some things that we can ponder this morning. One of the things is this amazing miracle of the Star of Bethlehem. I did a little research as I was preparing for this homily and I found out that in over 2,000 years, since the time this star appeared in the night sky, no one has been able to scientifically explain its appearance. No one. There have been many people who have studied this, there have been many theories, but no one has been able to explain this mysterious star that was in the night sky that led these wise men to Jesus. And I was thinking about that and I thought, wow, wouldn't somebody else have seen that star? Wouldn't somebody else have seen that star and wondered and maybe followed that star as well? But they didn't. It was just these three men. 
And so it's, it's kind of a question. Are we looking up or are we looking down? God asked Abraham to look up. He said, look up in the sky and count the stars if you can. So numerous will your descendants be. John the Baptist was looking up. He was the one who told people that Jesus was coming. And we read in Scripture he came to testify to the light, to Jesus Christ, so that all might believe through him. My brothers and sisters, we live in a world where there is so much darkness. We all know that, right? And so many people in our world are spending their time like this. They're looking down, they're thinking about their own worries, their own problems, their own difficulties, and they forget to look up and see the faces of those around them who might be in need. King Herod was looking down. When those wise men came, he wasn't thinking, oh my goodness, I need to go and see this king. I need to, to worship him. He was thinking about himself. This is competition for me. I don't know about this. I don't really like this very much. And in his anger and his jealousy and his rage, he wiped out all those innocent children just to try to get to the one that he was after. By contrast, Mary and Joseph were looking up. They were receiving messages from angels. They heard God's voice through these messages, and they responded, and God hid his hand on them throughout their entire lives. When we raise our eyes to heaven, we see the hand of God over our world and over each one of us. When we raise our eyes to heaven, we see the miracles around us. People that are being healed every day from diseases and illnesses and addiction and brokenness of all kinds. When we look up, we see the faces of our brothers and sisters. We don't see the person who's maybe dirty or doesn't smell very good, addicted, homeless, whatever it is. We don't see that. We see the person as a child of God, and we're able to reach out in love and help them. When we look up at this altar this morning, we see ordinary elements of bread and wine transformed into the body and blood of Christ, which, praise God, we are blessed to receive. 
When the wise men got to the stable, they didn't see a poor couple who couldn't afford a place for their kid. They saw the newborn king. In this new year of 2024, I want to invite all of us to look up, to keep our gaze focused on heaven. It's easy for us to get lost in our worries and our problems and our troubles. And I think when we find ourselves doing that, we can remember that we need to do this. We need to look up at the God who loves us and never leaves us. May this year of 2024 be a year of blessing and peace for us, and may it be a year of looking up. Amen.